0: Hello, and welcome to Car Rider Line. This is CCISD's bi-weekly podcast where we cover a variety of topics related to education in our school district. I'm Sydney Hunt, Senior Communication Specialist, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, um, Ms. Christina Ford, who's a regular on our show, <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, who's the Assistant Director of Counseling and Student Services. Thank you for being here today. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: And today we have a very important topic for parents and for students um, for course registration for students entering into sixth through 12th grade next school year Um, and we try to cover this topic every every year because there's always something new there's always something different um, and it's very relevant uh, especially for these students who are uh, registering right now um, and over the course of the next few weeks Uh, for those tuning in live on our facebook page if you have any questions throughout the podcast uh, recording go ahead and submit them in the comments and we will try to get to them at the end of the show Um, So let's kick it off by explaining what course registration is and what the process is for students.
1: Absolutely. So course
0: registration
1: is an annual event that we hold in CCISD every January or February. Um, We're starting February 1st. We kicked it off yesterday. And really what that process is, like you said, for our incoming 6th through 12th graders, so our current 5th through 11th graders are really taking the time right now to see all of the courses that CCISD has to offer, looking at state requirements, and really trying to personalize a plan for their learning next year. We're giving you the opportunity to look at all of those courses Take time to talk with your student and really look at what courses do I want to select that help feed and fuel my passions and my interests, but what will also help me graduate so that I'm college career life military ready um, by the time I get out of high school. So it's a process that our intermediate and high school counselors really work with every student to ensure that they are comfortable, that they know what they're doing next year, and really walk alongside parents to help make sure that they feel that their student is prepared.
0: A lot of different options for kids, too. So new this year um, due to COVID-19 has been the shift of in-person parent meetings and parent nights uh, where parents and students can go tour their intermediate and high school Mm -hmm. campuses uh, for those incoming sixth and ninth grade students. Um, So they hosted, intermediates actually hosted their virtual meetings earlier this week. Mm -hmm. And we have been posting those recordings, if you missed those, on the campus websites. So for those incoming sixth grade families, could you talk through what are their next steps for their students?
1: Absolutely. And just in case parents or anyone watching isn't aware of the things that have been happening Monday and Tuesday. So for our current fifth graders right now, they had some really good opportunities. They were able to virtually visit their their intermediate campus. They were able to, since they couldn't in person walk the halls, we're so excited with the videos in partnership with the amazing Office of Communications, (laughs) um, created these 360 videos that our students can go through and actually see the walls and halls of their campus. So hopefully they feel like they know what they're walking into next year. We also hosted parent meetings last night and um, Monday and Tuesday night, um, February 1st and 2nd, where our administration and high school or intermediate counselors walked our parents through course registration in intermediate school. So like Sydney said, if you have not seen those, take a chance to go to that intermediate website so that you can watch them so you can help your child or your student with the next steps. So what are the next steps? So the next step would be is that your student this week starting yesterday through Friday is going to be getting a virtual visit from their intermediate school counselor. What that counselor is really gonna talk to your student about is what the parents learned Monday night and Tuesday night. What is course registration? What is an EPG or educational planning guide that really is a book that gives us all the courses that are available in intermediate school? Your student is going to be coming home with a copy of the intermediate EPG. So I really encourage you to take time and look through that with your student. It can be a little overwhelming, though, because it's every course that's available 6th through 12th grade. So we have a document that is hopefully very helpful for you. It's called a Course Registration Planning Worksheet. If you are not new to course registration, this is a little new for all of us this year. In the past, we've asked you to turn that in. But we have a new process this year where this is just a worksheet. It's a guide for you and your student to sit down and look at what's offered for them in sixth grade. Really look through those core cl- core courses. Decide the level you think is best for your student and what interest and passion your student has. And then look at those six elective options and really decide what they would like. What's really important in those electives is that you pick alternatives, because while we really work to put your child in their number one elective, what they're most passionate about, there might be a few instances where we can't make that work, and we want to give them their next best choice. So in order to let our campuses know what courses your child or your student desires, we ask that after you and your student fill out that worksheet or look through it, you go into Skyward. There are directions in the Family Access Center on Skyward that will tell you how to input those course um, selections into Skyward. If you're not quite sure how to do that process, don't worry, we have instructions for you. All you need to do is go to your intermediate campus website. There's a tab at the top that I think we're going to talk about a lot today Mm -hmm. that says course registration and sixth grade info, and you'll find Skyward directions. So that will walk you step-by-step how to enter those courses, and um, all of those courses for incoming sixth graders have to be entered into Skyward by next Friday, February 12th. So make sure that you look for those, all of that information, the EPG, the course selection planning worksheet to come home with your child between yesterday and Friday, and then take time to sit down and enter those selections into Skyward.
0: And, and it's broken down on the intermediate campuses for 6th, 7th, and 8th. So, um, And then links to the Skyward uh, directions and the EPG. Everything you need to know. Uh, so go to your intermediate campus website and click on course registration at the top. Um, so for ninth grade, incoming ninth grade families, um, kind of the same process, but it's just delayed a little bit. It, absolutely.
1: It is a very similar process. Um, there are a couple different pieces to that. Um, I think one of the biggest pieces is that our... Like Sydney said, it's delayed a little bit. Next week for all of our incoming ninth graders, our high school campuses all week next week will be virtually visiting our eighth graders. What they will be going over in those presentations it should not be new to them. All of our eighth graders take a college and career readiness class, which really helps them understand graduation requirements. They're working or have already worked through a four-year plan. But our high school counselors really work with them to teach them the high school course selection process. So they're going to be visiting with them. And then on February 16th at 6 p.m., we are having a live event in which all of the comprehensive high schools are coming together. Um, myself and some lead counselors will help walk you as parents through the process of high school course registration, high school graduation requirements, so that you can go back talk with your student look through that educational planning guide I will say for high school it's a little bit thicker mm-hmm. a little bit it's got a lot of information on there so it, it's all the courses that are available in high school so take time to also look at that course registration planning worksheet your child will have and if you don't if they don't bring it home it's on the high school website you can always access that and that will really help them guide them in making a plan for their ninth grade year. So after you make that plan, hopefully you attend our 16th parent event at 6 p.m. After you make that plan, you also are going to enter your courses into Skyward, really also making sure to put those alternatives just in case that we need them. For incoming ninth graders and really all of our 7th through 12th graders, the course registration has to be put in by February 23rd. It's a Tuesday. So we want to make sure all of that information is into Skyward by
0: that day. Perfect. And so on the topic of, um, high school and this, it's a new world for those who've never been through it. Um, so we have something called an endorsement, um, process. And mm-hmm. Can you go into detail of what that means and how students choose? Absolutely. So
1: our endorsement process is really a Texas-specific graduation requirement. So when your student enters high school, there's two different programs that most high schoolers graduate on. You're going to hear the Foundation um, Foundation high, School's, high School Program or the Fanda- Foundation High School Program Distinguished Level. So that is is just our basic of how students graduate. They've got their core courses, they'll have their world language and cultures, and those electives, those passions, those interests. Distinguished level, though, is really important that you take that into account. It's an additional math and science. So your student is gonna really focus on algebra two and a level higher of math. What we're finding is high schools or colleges are really looking for that next level of math. Now, within those foundational high schools, programs are something that Texas calls an endorsement. And the endorsement is really, where is your student, where do the, their passions lie? Where do the, their interests lie? That's what an endorsement is. An endorsement really gives a student the opportunity to study their interest, to really go through high school. And what we really want is our high school students to really take time throughout high school to explore what their interests might be. Take courses in all different types of interests. It's OK if you have think you have one endorsement and you're going to go a different route, because that's what we want you to do. We want you to start exploring your interests so that once you graduate from high school, you have a little bit of a narrowed down pathway of where your interests after graduation lie. Now, with an endorsement, there's five of them. If you're wanting to know in detail those endorsements, I really recommend you look at that high school educational planning guide. The very beginning outlines all of the details. But before you get overwhelmed with all of the different paperwork and all of the different processes, what we want to just assure you is, is that your students' interests and passions are going to lead them to an endorsement. So let's say your student is really interested in math and math is their passion. And they decide throughout all of their high school career, they want to take five credits of math. What that's automatically going to give them is a STEM endorsement. Now, let's also say your student who's passionate about math also loves marching band. And they say, I'm going to do marching band all four years. That's going to give them an arts and humanities endorsement as well. And what that is, is when they're graduating, it's highlighting their interest and their passion that they've taken time doing extra studies in. So what I want to assure you is that's what our high school counselors are there for. Our goal is they meet with our kids every single year, at least once a year. Not only to check on them socially and emotionally, but walk them through this process. They'll walk them through graduation to make sure they have the requirements. And if they see they're meeting some requirements for an endorsement, they'll guide you along the way of that process. So our high school counselors are really there to work alongside you to help make sure your students' interests and passions are highlighted through their endorsements.
0: And kind of a great segue into these career and technical education programs. Mm -hmm. Everything's kind of falling together. All the deadlines are coming together at the same time right now. Uh, So our CTE, our career and technical education programs, offer a wide variety of opportunities for our students in high school um, at each of our uh, campuses. So across the district and are open to students if you go to Clarebrook, you can go to the dentistry program mm-hmm. at Clare Creek High School. Um, and so everything from dentistry to students building airplanes yes. to food science, um, just a wide range um, of courses to help these students prepare for college and beyond and and career Mm -hmm. paths as well. Um, So can you explain what what should students do for course registration if they're waiting to hear back on an acceptance into a program?
1: Absolutely. Our CTE courses, our career and technical education courses, like you said, are amazing. And there are some in intermediate and high school that don't require an application. However, those programs, the ones that specifically look at career specialization. And like mm-hmm. you were talking about, have applications. And, and that application priority window is February. Due date for the application is February 26th. But I what I want to highlight and reassure you is that if you miss that deadline, that's okay. That's just a priority window. Some of these programs are... Really in high demand. Um, and then some of the programs also are limited in number. So our CTE department has to have a deadline for priority to see who's accepted and who might be waitlisted. So, what we encourage you to do is if you're at all interested in any of our CTE programs, get that application, apply, even if you're on the fence, because that application will help possibly get you into that program. And if you have any questions, always go back to your EPG, Educational Planning Guide. Or on your campus, your college career specialist or your counselors can really help listen to your interests and say, okay, we have this program. Maybe you should apply to this or walk you through that program. So I think one thing, though, if they're applying for it and they don't know they've been accepted, what I want to make sure to highlight is that students have um, alternates on your um, registration process. So what we want you to do is apply. If you get into the program, your college career specialist, the CTE program, we are going to ensure and work with our counselors to make sure your schedule is changed into that. But we want you to look at course registration through the lens of what if, what if I get waitlisted? What if I possibly might not be able to do that this year or this semester? What would be the next option that supports your passion and your interests? And then if you get into those programs, we'll make it work.
0: Awesome. So many great opportunities. Um, So another question we get each year is on the topic of pre-AP and AP course registration and how parents know if their student is prepared and ready to enroll in these courses.
1: It's a great question. And I think something that parents really want to make sure they're doing the best thing for their child and that their child is having coursework that is going to help them right now and in the future. Before I go into how parents can can help their student, we do want to mention something real quick. If you're looking at our new EPG, you are going to notice something. We no longer have the name pre-AP in our EPG. It's replaced with honors. There was a district committee that really made the decision that was best for CCISD. And what we want to assure you is our honors courses have the exact same content and rigor as our pre-AP courses and and it's just a name change and their goal is still to aim to prepare students for an option for AP or to participate in AP college level courses. If you're hearing me say this and you're thinking, okay, wait, I need some more information. Um, there was a car rider line that um, Dr. Silva, our Executive Director of Curriculum and Instruction, and Glenda Holder, the Director of Advanced Academics and Gifted and Talented, were a guest on here, and mm-hmm. they explained the whole rationale and reasoning behind that shift. So I encourage you to go back and check that out if you're having a question as to why we changed that. Right, name.
0: and it, the main point that came out of it mm-hmm. is that it is just a name change, absolutely. And um, so they didn't; they really wanted to get that point across to students and their families who are maybe looking for that for this next school year. Absolutely.
1: And so with that, if you're looking to see. Is my child, what honors courses, what AP courses do I want my child to sign up for? What I always recommend is you go back to where do your child's interests and passion lie? These courses are wonderful courses. They have high rigor. They're preparing our students for the future. But we want to make sure that we have well-balanced students. What we want to make sure is that your students are picking courses that they're really highly interested in honors and AP level courses are open enrollment. We're open to anyone who is interested. We encourage you to try them out. What we do ask is that if you try them out, you make a three to six week commitment. We do have a leveling down process. If at that three weeks or that six weeks you decide, you know what, this is not for me, that's okay. You work with your counselor. What we typically find, though, is if we can get past that three-week mark where they've had their first test and they're getting used to those honors and AP classes, if we can just get them to that six-week mark, they've gotten used to the content. They've got their study habits down. They they understand the teacher a little bit more. And typically, what we find is they want to stick with that. But we ask that your commitment is three to six weeks. When you're looking to see if it's what is best for your child— Think back again, is my child's schedule going to be well-rounded? Will they have time not only for that most important academic piece, but also if they have passions for um, extracurricular activities? We want to make sure that our, we're setting our students up su- for success, for time commitments, and making sure they have time to sleep behind, right. besides <laughs> all of that. So that's really just think about where your child's passions lie and help guide them in courses that would that would help support those. And they can always... Like you said, they can change their minds at um, three to six at weeks. Three to six weeks. So we ask that they make the commitment. If if you're going to sign up for course uh, honors or AP courses during this course registration process, we ask that you are committing for three to six weeks. And really, there are some steps to make sure that you've really tried those. But it's it's open enrollment. If you and your child want to to try those, please do. We highly, highly encourage it.
0: Absolutely, we have some great teachers. We do with all of those courses. Mm-hmm. So let's touch on Clear Connections um, and the possibility of that of online courses for next school year. Because we have, you know, still a good chunk of our students um, online right now currently in Clear Connections online learning program. Um, So where are we right now in that process? And what should parents and students do if they're registering for courses right now? a
1: great question. I'm yeah, glad I we talked about it today. <laughs> so currently where we are right now is Clear Creek ISD is waiting for further guidance from TEA. We're waiting for guidance for them on virtual learning options for the 2021-2022 school year. And we have to have these gui- this guidance so that we can determine Clear Connections options for the next school year. So at this point in time, what we're asking students to do is to register right now during our course registration window for their courses of interest for the 2021-2022 school year. If changes need to be made to accommodate Clear Connections options, we will make sure that students have the option to do that when we get that guidance.
0: Perfect. And for those um, who don't know, uh, first families who have high school students. Uh, we have two high schools of choice, mm-hmm. uh, amazing schools, uh, Clearview High School and Clear Horizons Early College High School. Um, and both and stu- high school students must apply to attend these schools. And our latest episode of Car Rider Line actually featured um, the great leaders over at Clearview High School and just the great things that they have going on, um, including their new school building that opens in 2022. So mm-hmm. Yes. So that'll bring a a new wealth of opportunity for students who attend Clearview. Um, Clear Horizons is another outstanding option for um, incoming ninth grade students who are interested in earning their associate degree Mm -hmm. and their high school diploma when they reach graduation, which is just mind-blowing. So that lottery, lottery application is open right now for next school year. Can you talk about... Clear, clear
1: horizons. Absolutely. So, clear horizons is another, like Sydney said, options for our students. It is an early college high school. What will happen is when they leave our doors um, at their senior year, they'll walk away with an associate's degree and a high school diploma at the same time. The goal for this high school is really designed to help first-generation college goers, English language learners, and any minority students who traditionally might not or might be underrepresented. So we really aim to meet the needs of students so many that need that support. If that's something that you're interested in, I really highly encourage you to go to the Clear Horizon CCISD website. There is a part where there's an application piece, and then there's a lottery system. We have so many students who would like to take advantage of this opportunity, so they have a lottery system. Applications are due by February 19th. So if this is something that you feel like you and your student would like to take advantage of, please check out that application. Make sure to get it in by the 19th. And they have a whole lottery system that determines randomly how students are um, accepted into the high school, and they will notify you. They also have a wait list. So don't worry if you don't get accepted right away. There's always that wait list, and they are constantly pulling people up from the wait list to be accepted into their program. It's a wonderful program if you and your student are looking towards that possibility.
0: And I believe they accept anywhere from around 150, 160 students, incoming students a year. Yes, ma'am. So, yes. You can, anywhere in the district. Anywhere in the mm-hmm. district. And um, you can visit, the website again is checks, C-H-E-C-H-S dot C-C-I-S-D dot net. Um, and the Clear Horizons website has the application and everything you need to know about applying uh, for that lottery. Uh, we do have a, a question about summer school. Great question. Um, can you address the courses one could take during summer school and reasons why a student may choose to pursue that class? that class over the summer rather than taking it in a normal school year? So for our
1: high school students, if we're, if we're talking credit, there are only certain courses that we offer during summertime so that because of timing and the credits and the availability. So summer school, just like our course registration process, we, we build summer school based on the need. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the need does not have first, we can't, don't have enough need to have a course. So if that's something if you if your child is needing an option and wants to take a course in summer school so that they can maybe take a different course during the school year, I encourage you the listing comes out usually in about a month or so and if the course that you want is not on there, reach out to your counselor, reach out to that campus, talk to them about your need and what is the reasoning and the rationale behind having it, and your campus will work with you. We can't always guarantee it'll be right. there, but I know that every campus will do anything that they can.
0: Right. So students shouldn't technically prepare for and say, I'm going to push off English for the summer. Correct. Um, it's more of a, an on a need basis. Like Correct. I wasn't able to fit this into my schedule Correct. or complete the course. So I need to make it up for the summertime. Yes,
1: ma'am. And awesome. some credit recovery. We have some different options of why we do summer school. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. and we you, we typically push that information out on net um yes. when the when that becomes available um and so every Parents can find again. Parents can find links to everything we're talking about uh, during this session on the intermediate and high school websites, as well on the district site. You'll have a great um, page under the Counseling and Student serv- Services tab. If you go to our ccicd.net homepage and click on Departments at the top, and then click on um, Counseling and Student Services, they have every a wealth of knowledge there, um, including everything we're talking about now. Is there any other resources um, to give parents? I think that when you're
1: looking at all of the resources that we have, the key is look at that educational planning guide and look at that course registration planning worksheet. Those two things are going to be your best guide to see what's available for my student and then look in that educational planning guide to read the course description, to make sure that's the interest and passion that your student wants Unless it's a graduation requirement, there are some things that we have to take. But to look in that and make sure that your student is meeting if there's prereqs or whatnot. So it's not necessarily a new resource. Those are just two that I really highly recommend. In addition to reaching out to your campus counselors, they're there to help guide you along the way.
0: Absolutely, and those con- that contact information is also listed on our yes, ma'am. campus web pages um, under "Contact Us." And so, and we will also include all the links to this in the show notes of this episode. Um, but is there anything else that you think we need to cover? I think that the course registration process can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm.
1: Just take time, really sit down with your student think about their passions think about their interests and and use that as your guide to provide and select a well-rounded schedule for your for your student absolutely and there're
0: plenty of people to help absolutely um, so thank you for being here thank with you. me and thank you for tuning in. Um, I want to remind those who are listening um, to follow us on Facebook to join in on the conversation. We answer some questions at the end of the show every time on the topic. And this episode will also be published as a new podcast episode on your Apple podcast, Google Play, Spotify or Stitcher app. So subscribe to Car Rider Line so you're notified whenever there's a new um, audio episode. Um, but that's it for today. And thank you. And we will see you next time. Thank you.